You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. I guess that's me. I'm a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. I'm Mark Cook, and I'm so glad you guys are joining us today on Morning Breath. It's Wednesday, December 30th, and we are going to be jumping into the Word of God in just a minute. Uh, this is a drive-time devotion. Morning Breath is a drive-time devotion. Sure! to jumpstart your day. And so we're so glad you're joining us. We're going to get into a chapter of the Word of God. We read it the night before, then we read it the morning of. We come down here to the studios in Merritt Island of East Coast Christian Center, and we read it on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us. And I have the joy today of doing the show with uh, my favorite person, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't believe that. Today, I'm not sure about that. (laughs) This week. Angela Cook, how are you doing? Good. Mama Ange, as you're uh, often known around here, around these parts, you look very motherly with your reading glasses on today. Thanks. Yeah, I'll probably look like a fatherly person when I get my reading glasses. I have a pair if you want to borrow them. (laughs) I just keep moving my Bible further away from me. Yes, if you want to get connected (laughs) to East Coast Morning Breath, you can download the East Coast app. Or go to eccc.us. Did I say too many C's? Eccc.us for more info. It has events, past sermons, all the morning breath episodes. Um, You could also find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. I'm pretty sure you can connect to all of our weekend services through all of those things also. Yep. You can also call the office at 321-452-1060 and we will email you or mail you whatever you your heart desires, a morning (laughs) breath guide if you want it mailed, cool, or we just can email. I don't know if many people even mail anything anymore. Probably not so much. Not so much with, yeah, yeah. Didn't get many Christmas cards this year. (laughs) That reminds me, did you already say it's today is Wednesday, December 30th? I did. Two days away from the new year. We're almost there. It's almost 2021. Oh, and we're in Matthew 21 today. Wow. No, are we? Oh, yes. 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 So read it quickly. So, uh, yeah, you, uh, Ange mentioned that we've got our online weekend services. Of course, you can be joining us on those. Man, maybe making a New Year's resolution uh, that you're going to come to a service, uh, that we're meeting in all of our buildings at all of our locations, all of the times, all of that stuff is on our app and on our website. Come join us. Um, And of course, you can search uh, Morning Breath uh, across just about any uh, media platform and you can find us. We're all over the place out there. New Year's is right around the corner. It's coming up this Friday and uh, we're just a couple of, well, about 10 days from there. We'll start our 21-day devotional and our fast um, that we're going to be doing. We always start the year really pressing in to to hear the voice of God and seek His face together as a church. And so uh, that's something that you can join us uh, doing. And also, we're going to have one week of morning prayer. So we'll meet every morning beginning on Monday the 11th for a week at 7 a.m. here in Merritt Island, and we will uh, we'll pray uh, together as a group. So it's always a, it's always a memorable time, really get, yeah. get the year started. And even before COVID hit, um, we air all those online also. Yeah. So for people maybe who have to be to work early or can't roll out of bed early enough, or <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, it's a f- neat commitment to make, yeah. especially like I'm not an early riser. I wasn't. I'm starting to become one, and it's kind of annoying to me. <laughs> I love sleeping in. Um, but it's a neat commitment to make when you're not an early riser to 
dedicate some time to getting up early and going. Yeah. You know, even if you can just go once, you know, one one week. It does. Cause, and the, the other people are joining you. Yeah. And so you're doing it together. It's uh-huh. a group of people uh, seeking God together. And there's always power and, and just really incredible things Amen. in those moments. And so we're going to do that right now. We're going to get into Matthew chapter 21. We've got a lot of verses to read. We've got 46, 46. verses. We decided there's a pretty good break right after... 22. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will do it that way. We didn't decide who was going to read first. We didn't. Do you want to read first or do you want me to? I don't mind at all. I can. Okay, then I'll, I'll get you started in morning breath fashion. I say unto you, Mama Ange, read, ma'am. I am in the Holman Christian Standard Version. Are right. you reading the New King James? New King Jimmy. Awesome. <laughs> 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 all right, Matthew 21. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, Bethphage, At the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you should say that the Lord needs them, and immediately he will send them. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt. Then they laid their robes on them. He sat on them. A very large crowd spread their robes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed kept shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. He who comes in the name of the Lord is the blessed one. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was shaking, shaken, saying, Who is this? And the crowds kept saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus went into the temple complex and drove out all of those buying and selling in the temple. He overturned the money changers' tables and the chairs of those selling doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house will will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple complex, and he healed them. When the chief priests and scribes saw the wonders that he did and the children shouting in the temple complex, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus told them. Have you never read? You have prepared praise from the mouths of children and nursing infants. Then he left them, went out of the city to Bethany, and spent the night there. Early in the morning, as he was returning to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing on it except leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. At once the fig tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed and said, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Jesus answered them, I assure you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you tell this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Verse 23, New King James. Now, when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. 
He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I will go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you that the tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. Here another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. And he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country. Now, when vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers that they might receive its fruit. I'm sorry, yeah, that they might receive its fruit. And the vine dressers took his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. Then he sent another. I'm sorry, again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did likewise to them. Then, last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? They said to him, He will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to another to other vine dressers who will render to him the fruit in their seasons. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Now when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitudes because they took him for a prophet. Amen. A lot of good stuff in this chapter. You know, oops, Whoops. sorry, I was about to cough and I hit my mute button. Mm. All right, I got that in better order that time. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you in just a minute, <laughs> but I wanted to look at this. Uh, something that always jumps out to me here is when uh, they ask him a question, by what authority are you doing these things? And he says, I'll also ask you a question, and if you can answer mine, then I'll answer yours. Um, and he says, the baptism of John, where was it from, from heaven or from men? He's asking them the same question they asked him. They just didn't realize it. Because it's, if we go back and we look at the baptism where, where Jesus was baptized by John, of course, then we see uh, uh, the, the situation where we hear the voice of the Father speak from heaven. He says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. We see the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus. We see the Trinity in that whole thing. But we see the Father say, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And so how they, his, that indicates his authority. By what authority are you doing these things? Well, God himself, my Father, gave me his authority. He called me his son right there in front of everyone at the baptism of John. So let me ask you, where was the baptism of John from? And they couldn't answer that question. It was the same question. By what authority are you doing these things? Well, my father gave me that authority. And I just think the way he, the way he twists that and why, I always kind of wondered why did he refer back to the baptism of John in stumping them with that question. And that's, I mean, to me, that's the why, because that's where, if they answer that question, then they answer where the authority's from. Well, it also, it, it also um, revealed their lack of, I mean, these are men who are supposed to be known for knowing the law perfectly. And if I'm not mistaken... John's entrance into the world was prophesied mm -hmm. that he some one would enter before him. Yeah, declaring well, guess the what? way. Yeah, this whole entire that this the rest of this chapter and this it's it's funny you brought that up because it's actually something that stood out to me 
in this chapter. So he, he asks that, well, where does John's baptism come from? But then if you notice, he says, um, they say later, if we say you are from men, we're afraid of the crowd because everyone thought John was a prophet. Well, look at the very last verse. Although they were looking for a way to arrest him, they feared the crowd because they regarded him as a prophet. Mm. And I just noticed, I'm like, huh, John prepared the way for the Lord. And this revealed these men who are supposed to know the word and they're supposed to know the law and they should know who God is and his character would recognize that it all came from the Father. Like, the bottom line, it all came from the Father. John preparing the way for the Lord came from the Father. Yeah, And Amen. so it just shows their own, they weren't concerned about Jesus at all. They weren't no. concerned about finding the Messiah. He was standing right there in their face. And and they themselves kept, they, they kept referring to John too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that was prophesied also. Well, why do these men who know the Holy Scriptures not recognize that? Because they were so blinded by the... Their their legalism and their trying to stump Jesus. In well, their, and their own they were blinded by their own uh, their own uh, envy of the following that yeah. he had. I mean, even when we get to the point where we where we look at um, when Jesus is is being you know, about to be crucified, Pilate says that he under he recognized that the reason they had turned Jesus over was out of their own envy, like well, a secular pagan guy could see right through exactly what they were doing. And so you can actually take that thought all the way back to the very beginning of this chapter, and it was preparing. The, the this chapter sets us up to see Jesus in the triumphal entry. Yeah, and that act probably was again not even probably that act was one of those things that set these guys on their ear. They were like, "Oh, for sure, what the heck is this guy doing?" Yeah, what who does this? Because immediately the questions start coming. But what I love is they're asking all these questions, and Jesus is just quoting scripture. Yeah, like the very first thing he said, you know, um, this is that the. This, what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled, and then he um, quotes Zechariah 9.9. 9. And then he goes it goes down a little further to Hosanna to the son of David, and I'm not sure where that—it might be even Isaiah, that that verse um, in, in verse 9, um, that he quotes that. Um, he quotes Psalms in um, verse 16. Like, he just keeps quoting Psalms. And then, though, he goes into talking about himself— and get it, trying to get them to think. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. Well, you had you had uh, several thoughts that you had. Um, yeah. Come that came up. Yeah, I'd love to I just, throw them out there. I had several things popped out to me. Something immediately. The very first thing I noticed was the word obedience was in here. That immediately it, it hit me. Um, not only was Jesus obedient, but the people at the very beginning who he was talking to were obedient. He sent them out to go get the donkey and the colt, and they went. They did what he was... It says the disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them, just as Jesus directed Mm. them. They didn't go, oh, well, we can't find that one. Let's just go, let's just go get that uh, that ugly horse over there. Like they did exactly what he told them to do so that the prophecy would be fulfilled. Yeah. And so I look at that and I see their obedience, like how important it was for them. It tells me that they understood the importance of the prophecy being fulfilled. And I like that he answered the why before they went. A lot of times we want to bark orders at people and tell them to go do a thing, and we don't want to tell them why. Yeah. And I love that Jesus led with the why. Yes. You know, he led with the why. Why? So the prophecy can be fulfilled. I've been following you for a long time. I'm going to take that seriously. Thank you for, wow, that's a big deal. Versus just go get that donkey and that colt over there. This is weird. 
yeah. Jesus. And <laughs> I love, and that even really, if you think about it, Jesus lets the disciples question him all the time. I love that because I am a questioner, you know that. Sure. I ask questions all the time, and it has honestly been my biggest, um, it's been one of those, what do they call that when something, my biggest pain and my biggest blessing. Like, I love that I'm like that, but a lot of other people don't. (laughs) (laughs) People don't like that I'm a why person. Some people do, but a lot of people do not like to answer questions. And you can kind of relate because parents don't like to answer questions. Sometimes your kids are like, mom, why, mom, why, mom? Mom, mom, asking questions constantly. You're like, oh my gosh, can you just stop asking questions? So I get it. But I love that Jesus. So because of that, I saw a Jesus, I saw different elements of Jesus's personality in this chapter. I saw an obedient Jesus because not only did he ask the disciples to do something, he actually was doing what he was told to do. Yeah. What was the prophecy? Here's what the prophecy is. It's time. And he, he says in other chapters, I only do what my father tells me to do. I only say what my father tells me to say. So he wasn't saying, go get that colt and donkey out of his own volition. He was saying it because his father told him to say it. Well, I think he was even saying it by the spirit because they hadn't been in there yet. He didn't go in there and look and see the colt and then come back out and be like, oh, by the way, that's in there. Right. He saw that by his spirit. That's beautiful. Yeah, he saw that by his spirit. Mm -hmm. He was able to say, this is here. It's already set up and ready to go. Not because he had seen it with his two eyes, but he'd seen it with, he'd seen it in the spirit. But he saw it in the, that's cool. He saw it in the spirit, but that goes back to that. He gave the why. Mm -hmm. What he saw in the spirit, he revealed to the disciples. Yes. How, that's so sweet. It is good. Oh, that makes me want to cry. That's, well, that, and (laughs) and I love that because that even talked in, uh, in John, in the, in the chapters 14 through 16, uh, uh, Jesus talks a lot about the Holy Spirit. Right. And one of the things he says that the Holy Spirit will do is he will show you things to come, and he will only speak what he hears from heaven. So the Holy Spirit doesn't right. just make stuff up and wing it out there. The Holy Spirit is God, and he speaks what is going on in heaven. He, he says what the Father is saying, just yeah. like you were talking about. Well, and to go about, to ask them to do this for him, again, I saw obedient Jesus. So then you go down a little bit um, into verse 18, and I saw expectant Jesus. Um, and I I wrote in my notes, I said, I think Jesus was hangry starting in verse 18. <laughs> he goes and wants to eat a fig, you know, and the fig tree did not produce any figs. And he's like, you know what? You're done. No but more was, figs from you. It was showing that the was signs. A, well, it yeah. was a joke, but it was showing yeah. signs. <laughs> well, I want people to understand why it was showing the signs. It was indicating that it had figs. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, mm-hmm. and that was that's not. But he that and that was my expecting Jesus. Yeah, my Jesus was expectant in that situation, not just hangry. He was expectant that he was going to find a fig tree that had produced. Yes, and when he got up to the fig tree and saw that he it hadn't been produced, that's when he cursed it and said, "You're done." And if you look over into verse forty three. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to the nation, producing its fruit. Yes. It ties it right Incredible back in. Incredible correlation. Yeah. The correlation between those two, that it, it really, and if you go through the rest of the chapter after 18, every parable goes on to continue this explaining what happened to that fig tree. Because that was the first question. What happened to that fig tree? And then Jesus said, I assure you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you can do the same thing to this fig tree. Then he comes up against the authority of the the chief priests. And they're basically asking him the same questions. They're asking him questions about about his divinity. And he's looking at them saying, it's so simple. And so I just, so I saw expectant Jesus. And then 
when I read that part about the fig tree, I said, are you ready for when Jesus comes to you expectant? Mm. And taking it back to verse 43, like, what is Jesus expecting? What is God expecting from me? And am I going to be ready? Is he going to walk up and see that in me? Or am I going to be like that fig tree? And he sees, he he's starting to walk up to me and sees me expectant. And then he finds me with no fruit yeah. produced. And again, the parables. Um, and then starting in verse 23, I saw confident Jesus. He was confident in who he was to not have to answer the questions of the scribes and Pharisees. And sometimes when people ask questions, we have to be confident to not answer. Yeah, absolutely. We need to let people answer the questions for themselves. And that's what he did. And then starting in verse 28, I saw gracious Jesus. Mm. Um, I thought about a grace-filled parent doesn't bark orders or leave a child hopeless. They answer questions and um, and they disciple. Um, and if you look back in Matthew 13, um, it's kind of interesting because it talks about verse in verse 10, verse 11, because the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given for you to know, he answered them. God is not trying to hide anything from us. Yeah. And I think that that was gracious Jesus. He's not, he wasn't even trying to hide anything from these people. Um, Matthew 13, 15 said, um, I just, I found all these wonderful things. It says, for this people's heart has grown callous. He mm. explains why we don't, why they had to ask, what do you mean by this parable? Why is he speaking in parables? Well, your heart has grown callous if you can't follow what Jesus is saying. And he explains that in um, Matthew 13. And I just thought that was kind of cool um, that we go back to more parables because he's trying to get you to hear and listen by using these parables so your heart won't grow cold. Yeah. Well, I think so. that's a great point. And I, I love what you were saying about um, about the fruit, about bearing fruit, and that, that, that picture of the tree that appeared to have fruit. You know, we, we spend a lot of time as people trying to put on appearances. We want to appear the, we want to appear churchy. We want to appear holy. We want to appear like we've got it all together. We want to appear, but then when somebody goes and lifts up the leaf, there's no fruit under it. And that is, that's not who we want to be. I, I would rather you drop the leaves and actually have fruit than to be having a bunch of fruit and not, or having a bunch of leaves and no fruit. And that's, that's the heart that Jesus has, that we would actually be producing fruit in his kingdom. Uh, our job is not to look like church people. Our job is to go be the church. Um, our job isn't to sound like we've got it all together when we don't. Our job is to be uh, transparent so that we can actually help other people and, and not make them feel like they have to try to rise up to a standard that we uh, portray ourselves as, as having. It's it's just silly, but it's one of the things that I think is such a hindrance. Um, you know, I mean, you look at social media, what's everybody doing? Putting on a big picture. Everybody's putting on a big a big show. Everybody's putting on a big, you know, facade. Here's our perfect family. Well, yeah, that's a great picture of you guys at Disney, but you were fighting the entire time you were there, and when you left, you were ready to go file for divorce. I mean, let's be real, and let's not—and and you went in debt to make it happen, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so all the people were like, I can't afford that, and our family's not that happy. Well, neither is theirs. It's all a big show. So, you know, forget the show— and what's the actual fruit? What are you actually producing in the kingdom of God? What are you allowing the Holy Spirit to produce in you? Because that's what you're, that's where the grade is. Yeah, the grade is not on how you look. The grade is on what's actually happening. What you're actually producing in your life, and spending time in the Word, pressing into the kingdom of God, 
getting your heart soft so that you can understand what Jesus is saying and so that you are, uh, you know, hearing from the Holy Spirit, having an expectation, and then actually being ready when that expectation is going to be fulfilled. Because if you set an expectation to hear from the Holy Spirit, to, to have the kingdom of God, to have an impact in your life, if you set that expectation, he's going to show up. He's going to do what he said he was going to do. He wants to see, his kingdom is always advancing, and we need to take hold of it. And so if we're going to take hold of his kingdom, we better expect to advance. And that's what the expectation is. I just want to encourage you as you're heading into the new year, be ready to be someone who's bearing fruit. We'll take a break and be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Lean in. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm leaning in. Perk your ear. Here comes my Yeah, You talked about um, just expectation and being expectant and and doing good things. Um, 
not letting the grade be about all the things you do, but who you are yeah. um, in Christ. And I go back to the very beginning of obedience and how we saw Jesus being obedient and the disciples being obedient. And they're being obedient to God's plan. And that was it. That's all they were being obedient to. They weren't being obedient to make, being people pleasers or man pleasers or scribes and Pharisee pleasers. They were being obedient to their father's plan, to God's plan. Um, and so I said, our obedience leads to freedom for others. Yes. And every act that Jesus um, did, everything that the disciples did in terms of obeying the Father's plan led to our freedom. And so that doesn't have to stop with Jesus and the disciples. Our obedience is going to set people free. Yes. And so we have to be open to that, being obedient, doing what the Lord calls us to. And so... Absolutely. Having the perspective that the obedience that you walk out is really not about you. And I think that's where we get stuck, and that's why we try to, we try to put on a show, because we think it's about us. But that obedience is designed to set somebody else free. Yeah. And so we hope that as you as you begin to head into the new year, um, man, just seek freedom. Seek to be obedient to the Word of God. Hear His voice, and then do it. Don't be, don't be hearers only, uh, but be doers. So we will see you next year. Bye, Mama Ange. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.